0: Welcome to the Simplify Jesus Podcast. We're your hosts, Matt Gunter and Bill Allen, and together we are Breaking Barriers Through Communication. Welcome back to Simplify Jesus, everybody, where we are Breaking Barriers Through Communication. I'm Bill Allen, this is Matt Gunter, and we're going to jump into a whole new chapter this week of Genesis and go on to a completely different story. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun. Last week... We were talking about Jacob and Esau. If you didn't hear that one, go back. It was pretty cool. They were reunited as brothers and loving each other again. But uh, those are spoilers, so you got to go see how that all came about. That's right. Just a quick recap of that. We we saw Jacob and Esau reunite, and this was after Jacob's long stay with his Uncle Laban for, what was that, 15 years? Yeah, 15, 20 years,
1: somewhere in there, yeah.
0: And... Instead of anger and frustration, uh, Esau was uh, nice enough to, to greet Jacob with open arms after all he did to him and welcomed him into his land that was called Edom. To find out what that means, go back and listen to the last episode. Uh, we also saw Jacob get the name Israel, which is the name we all know today. And it's the, the country over in the Middle East now that is God's promised land. And Even today, it goes through its own trials, but we'll find out more later on about that place. Like I said, today, we're jumping into a whole new story. If you want to follow along, go to Genesis 37, and I'm going to let Matt get us into it.
1: All right, so... Uh, we talked before Jacob had kind of a complicated family situation. He has two wives, two concubines and 11 sons and a daughter at the last time we saw him between, um, our story last week and this week, we, uh, Jacob had um, one more son with his wife Rachel. Uh, Rachel was his favorite wife. It was actually the first of his ladies that he fell in love with. <laughs> and uh, they named his son Benjamin. But Rachel died in childbirth. If you want to see where that happened, that was in Genesis 35 that we have that captured. And so you can imagine uh, for Jacob in this moment, he, he's got to be distraught, right? He, you know, Ra- Rachel is the the girl that he fell in love with.
0: Took him 15 well, years to get.
1: Right, right. <laughs> a whole complicated series of things there. She had trouble having children at first for, gosh, for a long time. Leah and the two concubines gave him like, I don't know, six or eight kids probably before Rachel had Joseph didn't have another kid until Benjamin and now she died in childbirth. So you you can imagine there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, hurt coming over this. And so, you know, like, like many of us do in our toughest moments, um, Jacob started acting differently, right? Um, we, we kind of naturally, and I think sometimes don't even realize that we respond to those situations by treating the people around us differently. And so specifically in this case, he started treating Joseph and Benjamin as his very clear favorites. So one of the things that we've talked about as we've gone through this chronological study is that the firstborn was the one who always got the goods. They were the ones that got the inheritance of the land. They got the blessing from the previous generation. Unless
0: they were tricked out of it.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, go see Jacob and Esau part one for for more on that. But but typically that's how it worked, right? They got all the stuff and everybody else was just kind of there. You know, and it's not that they weren't taken care of, but anyway... In, in this instance, Reuben was the firstborn, that was Leah's first son, but Joseph was the one who was treated like the firstborn because of Rachel and, and Jacob's favoritism towards her and then because she wasn't there anymore.
0: So, where we're at now, mm-hmm. you're talking about Joseph uh, mm-hmm. not being the firstborn. The firstborn was Reuben, is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, there is 11, 12 kids between Reuben and Joseph? 10. There are 10. There's 10 kids. Okay. Yeah. 10 kids between Reuben and Joseph and Joseph and Benjamin, who's mm-hmm. the last one, right? right? They're the favorites. Yeah. That's got to rub them the wrong way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and you think about how much older Reuben and Simeon and Levi, those those ones who came along first, how much older they are than Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know the exact timelines. I'm sure we could figure oh gosh, it out. But, but
0: 20, 30 years? Probably. If I not mean, more? Wow. Yeah
1: yeah and so uh and he's the one getting all the special attention yeah um it's got to rub the wrong it's always the baby why is it always the baby (laughs) (laughs) so true Um, and so there there was one specific instance of this that that kind of riled up the brothers and and that is that uh, Jacob um, who if you're reading in the bible sometimes he's named called israel sometimes he's called jacob but that's same guy but he he gave joseph this long sleeve multicolored robe as a, as a special gift now there's a couple of things that a uh, couple of reasons why this is important and specifically for this story one is that that kind of robe is something typically that would be given to the firstborn as kind of a sign of authority, a sign of maybe the handing over of the rights of the house and that sort of thing.
0: What roh raggy Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, with it being long sleeved, it's not something you go work in, right? Um, if you, uh, if you've watched any of the chosen kind of the, the garments they wore, they're typically short, mm-hmm. um, short sleeved, or no sleeves at all. Kind of cut off of the knee sort of thing. I don't know that that's what these guys were wearing then, but that's the kind of thing you would wear if you're going to go working. Um, not this long sleeve flowing gown or whatever. Just ask ladies who wear dresses places. It's, you know, I don't think you would want to do that. I you don't know.
0: think I would wear that now.
1: But, you know. <laughs> no. People do, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Teach <To laughs> their own. Um, so, But on top of that, it was multicolored, right? And so this was not a robe that would be for for somebody who's going to go working, um, which is was the expectation for all of his brothers. This was... This is going to be the guy who's in charge it was going to be that sort of thing and so as you can imagine there were some issues amongst the brothers here so if you've got siblings you know how this goes uh, you know how it is when when mom and dad are playing favorites or when you feel like they're playing favorites or or on the other side of it maybe they're getting treated worse than the others right <laughs> but but as siblings we notice this uh we you, you know bill you've got what a brother and a sister mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. um i've got two brothers you know how it goes. Um, I know I'm the favorite, but you know. <laughs> we can't all be favorites. <laughs> no, but, and, and so you, you know, we're, we, we have siblings, we know how this goes. And, and this was not something he did to himself, right? Joseph didn't ask for this. He didn't ask to be treated differently or special. It just happened. Uh, his, his dad just did it to him, but his brothers despised him for it for, for how he was being treated. Poor kid. And so, so not not only did he have this going on, but then the, yeah, you know, it, it the situation just gets worse because he starts having dreams, and you know, I, I don't know that I've ever been in a situation where somebody's dreams really you know, riled me up or bothered me or anything, but but I think this would if one of my brothers had had a dream like this. So hey, lately
0: I've been having dreams that bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> I have had those. Yeah,
1: waking up with the night sweats. Uh yeah, or but that is your wife. Yeah. You know. hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it amazing? A little sidebar here. (laughs) How much dreams can affect your mood? Like, like I have a bad dream about somebody that's completely not true. And for the next day, it's just like, I I don't like that person anymore. Uh,
0: Yeah. You got to wake up and snap yourself out of it.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, in Joseph's case, he had, he had dreams about himself and his brothers. So in the first dream he had, he and his brothers were out gathering grain. They were, they were bundling it up there and his bundle stood up upright and his brothers, all had their bundles and they stood right, and they started bowing down to joseph's and so you know as he's telling them about this crazy dream he just had their understanding was and, and this is an accurate interpretation that someday joseph was going to be the one in charge and all of them would be bowing down to him you can imagine how that went over right i mean this is after he's got the long robe that says he's got the authority he doesn't have to work anymore And now he's having a dream that basically says the same thing. Yeah. Not going to go over well.
0: No, definitely not. And he had this dream. He hasn't told him yet, Mm -hmm. but he's going to, because he's a little brat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right. Exactly. So, so, so
1: (laughs) this is one of those things, like the Bible doesn't get into all the details of like, you know, and Joseph thought, man, I can really get my brothers with this one. (laughs) But you know, that's what he's thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what he's saying. That's why he tells them. And so, and then if that wasn't bad enough, after he tells him about that dream, he has another one. And this time it's like in space and stuff. And it's the sun, moon, and 11 stars are all bowing down to him. And so this dream, it's real similar and that his brothers are bowing down to him. But now it's showing that his parents, his mom and dad, which granted his, his biological mom has passed away at this point. So I'm sure they're talking about Leah in this context, but that they're all bowing down to him. And even Jacob himself, who this is his favorite son clearly was astounded and he said what kind of dream is this that you've had am i and your mother and brothers really going to come and bow down to the ground before you so even jacobs ticked off by this one
0: so i had a dream the other night actually about the the moon and the stars and the sun and it was really weird i'm not even (laughs) going to go into details but i want to know how they come from he's having dreams about the moon and the stars and that's about his parents bowing mm-hmm. down to him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I mean, the Bible says that's the case, so I believe mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. but there's gotta be more detail that was left out that says, yeah. well, that must be about us bowing down to you. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah.
1: There's gotta be something else there. Uh, it, probably some of it is, is uh, divine intervention, you know, Maybe, a yeah. little yeah. bit of blessing of interpretation. That's important for Joseph later. Sure. Uh, yeah. In his story. But, but, but it does. Like, how did you connect those dots? This right. doesn't make sense. The grain kind of makes sense because it was him and his brothers, and then his bundle stood up and his brothers' bundles bowed down. So that one's a little more clear cut. The sun, moon, and stars. Uh Who uh, knows? a different animal there? So, this is not going to go well. We can already see that this is this is just not a good situation. So, one day his brothers are out shepherding the flock as they do. And uh, he goes out to the field, his dad sends him out and says, hey, go check on your brother, see how they're doing, uh, since you're not working. And uh, (laughs) they they saw him coming and started plotting to take him down. And so at first they all get together and say, okay, well, let's just kill him. Let's just be done with him. We're not gonna bow down to this kid. We're done with this. And so they come up with a game plan where they're gonna kill him and throw him in a pit. And then they're gonna take his coat, this super fancy multicolored long robe, and dip it in blood, and take it back, and say that a wild animal uh, must have gotten to him, but they couldn't save him. They couldn't get to him, but they saw this as like, this is how we get out of all these dreams, all <laughs> right? Well, we're going to make sure the dreams don't come around.
0: So, a combination of of wanting these dreams to not come true, mm-hmm. and just really despising their brother, yeah, and and just so much so that they are ready to kill him and be done with him, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've had times where I've been angry at my brother and sister, but I never wanted to kill them.
1: Not quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it just, just a bad situation all around. Right. Well, so so Reuben. He's, he's the oldest. He stepped in and, and calmed him down a little bit, pulled him back. And so he convinced him, look, you don't need to kill him. He is your flesh and blood after all, but what you can do, just throw him in the pit, which this pit would have been like an old abandoned water. Well, sort of thing. they so pretty uh, deep yeah so pretty deep he's not going to get out of there on his own said just throw him in there and leave him but don't kill him don't don't put blood on your hands
0: put that on his own it's fine it's fine
1: (laughs) um and and ruben's plan in the back of his head was i'll come get him out later so if they'll just put him in there Uh, i'll come back and get him i'll bring him back to jacob everything will be fine yeah they'll get their vengeance out and it'll all be okay which, you know, that's a good older brother thing to do, right? That that seems like an all right thing to do.
0: You know, or stand up for him and say, you know, you're not going to hurt my little brother. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the better thing to do.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. So so they, they agreed. They said, okay, let's go along with this plan. That'll work. Until Judah saw some Ishmaelite traders coming down the road. He said, wait a minute. We could throw them in the pit. That's great. Just leave them there. Or... We could get him out of town entirely, and so they ended up pulling him out of the pit, and selling him off to these Ishmaelite traders. T- take take on their way. So they sell they sell them off for twenty pieces of silver. What a steal! Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so so they killed two birds with one stone. One, they get paid, which you know, hey, and they get rid of their brother. He's out of town now so that Ishmael traders come and take him away they end up taking him to egypt but now jo- joseph's out of the scene he's out of their lives and so uh they take his rope like they had originally planned they get some animal blood they get it on there take it back to jacob and say look a wild animal must have gotten after him but we found his coat but we don't know what happened to old joseph and there he is being sold off into slavery
0: wow it makes you think what Kind of Mad Max world are we living in back then, where where it's just normal to you know throw your kid brother in a pit or or hey dad um, wild animal got him <laughs> <laughs> right uh, <laughs> right
1: man talk about the poker face they must have had to pull that off right. good grief I want to
0: know you know Ruben was like yeah I'm gonna come back mm-hmm. he didn't stand up for him when they were like no let's sell him
1: well so so that's actually a funny a funny thing I forgot to mention is that Ruben came back to the pit later and was like. Oh, Where he, the heck is he? Oh, he didn't know that He wasn't him. there. uh uh-huh. yeah. He'd
0: already took mm-hmm. off. hmm Whoops. Yeah. Well, you had a good idea, Ruben. Sorry. <laughs> it almost worked. Yeah. It almost worked. I bet he was feeling really bad. Yeah. Um, but apparently he didn't tell his dad either. Right. He
1: went <laughs> along with the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's what happens when you put yourselves in bad situations, kids. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Don't hang out with the wrong people.
1: <laughs> or the wrong brothers and sisters, apparently. Yeah. For sure.
0: I just can't imagine this kind of world that that they're living in. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure not everybody was like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not Sodom and Gomorrah all over again, I don't think. But um, because it's still on the earth. Um, But (laughs) just just to this family to be able to kill a little brother so easily or sell him or... Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just can't even fathom that.
1: Well, and you think about, you know, this is... You know just a couple of generations after abraham who mm-hmm. was a man of really strong faith was by no means perfect right mm-hmm. we, we talked about that but he's um especially at the end of his life tried to do things the right way and you know we see jacob here who you know, just wrestled with god and got his name israel mm-hmm. and has really grown a lot and then these sons who are the namesakes of the tribes of israel and they're selling this dude off like mm-hmm. I mean that that's just crazy to think about.
0: Well, like father, like son, though, right? I mean, yeah, Jacob tricked Esau, and mm-hmm. and now they're now these kids are <laughs> taking going, getting rid of their brother,
1: right? Going after Joseph.
0: You know, I mean, I, is is that kind of uh, deceit genetic? <laughs> because, <laughs> or did they learn from Jacob growing
1: up before he wrestled with God? Mm. Was
0: he there? Were they there before he wrestled with God?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Because yeah. yeah, they were born um, while he was still with Laban, right? Um, right.
0: So they're all Laban's kids. So yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe he learned his, his deceitful ways before he, before God got a hold of him. And yeah, here we are. The vicious cycle continues. That's right. That's right. How interesting. Well, this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Not obviously, it's horrific. Um, mm-hmm. The things that happen, but you just got to wait till the end because it right. gets so much better. But it's really hard to imagine. How ten brothers can sell off their youngest brother, mm-hmm. or almost youngest brother, yeah, and how something like that can point to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think dude, this is a hard one because, it, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, oh yeah, this points to Jesus because of this, this, and this, <laughs> uh, without giving away the whole story.
1: Right. I said the the way I think this points to Jesus is um, as we see that God has a plan from the get go before any of this ever happens, that God's got a plan in it. And you can see that in Joseph's dreams. Um, So sometimes Joseph is, he's called a dreamer or whatever. He he may be referred to that way, but the fact that he had those dreams before any of this happened, before we know how the story ends proves that God had a plan, even in, even in the bad things that are going on right now, we're at a real low point and we're not even to the lowest point of Joseph's Mm -hmm. life. There's more coming, but God's got a plan in it. And when we look at the story of the Bible, we see that from creation all the way up to Jesus, that Jesus was the plan, right? We mm-hmm. see that all throughout the old Testament with the prophecies and the different things that had to happen exactly like they did for Jesus to be there that, you know, there, there's always been this overarching plan and that plan is still in effect today. Jesus has already done his part. Now it's, now it's our turn to either accept it or reject it. Right. Yeah. Um, there's also a really cool story in John chapter 11, um, during Jesus' time that they, this kind of reminded me of, and this is uh, around a man named Lazarus. So Mary and Martha were Lazarus's sisters, and they sent to Jesus and said, hey, Lazarus is really sick.
0: Is this Mary, uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus?
1: This is Mary, I believe Mary Magdalene. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's the other Mary. They had sent for Jesus to come because Lazarus was really sick, and said hey come come heal him we know you can um, we got faith in you but but he took his time he kind of poked around wherever he was and said hey, you know I'll, I'll get there eventually well by the time he got there Lazarus had died he'd been dead for a couple of days but but when he gets there he, he, he cries with them which is kind of a really cool thing to see that even though he knew what was coming he still felt the emotion he still felt their pain and shared that emotion with them kind of a cool thing cool example for for us as people are going through things but 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 it gets there And he says, roll the stone out of the way. They're like, no, he's been dead for a couple of days. He's, you know, it's going to stink in there. You know, nobody wants that, but he says, no, go roll the stone away and, and see what happens. And, and John 11 verses 40 and 42, he says, didn't I tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God. So they removed the stone and Jesus raised his eyes and said, father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd standing here, I said this so that they may believe you sent me. And shortly thereafter, he calls out for Lazarus to come out, and uh, and Lazarus comes out. He's all wrapped up in whatever kind of cloth they used back then, and he comes out. What reminded me of this story with Joseph is that up until the point where Jesus told Lazarus to come out of that tomb, everybody's kind of like, what what are, what are you waiting for? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like you're there's. You, you could have come and saved him, but you didn't. You let him be in this bad situation. You let us be in this bad situation until the time came. There was always a plan in it. And what we're going to see in Joseph's life is that there's always a plan in it. And when we're going through tough stuff in our lives, it's the same thing, right? Both of us have that Romans eight twenty eight is a big part of our story. Everything's going to work together for good. There's a plan in it and you got to trust God with it.
0: Well, and I think everybody's kind of got that Romans eight twenty eight verse because... Mm-hmm. I think that's really the basis of, uh, or one of the main cornerstones, if you Mm -hmm. will. I mean, that's what—that's the phrase or the term that Jesus uses is he is the cornerstone, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that if you have Jesus in your life, you can count on everything working together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And obviously, Joseph in this story, he's not happy. He's like, oh, God's got this. I'm not worried. (laughs) Um, I mean... Maybe it's not obvious, but but I don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he is scared, and mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's a kid, right? He's right. scared. He's he's um, they they're probably not treating him well as a slave. Mm-hmm. You know, he's right. hungry. He's dirty. He's tired. He's. Um,
1: when well, I think at this point, he's only like seventeen years old. Okay, so so he's I mean he he's still young. So yeah, yeah. I imagine he is scared. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, he's not he's not loving life right now. No, but we can't see it until we look back. Mm-hmm. A lot of times. Most of the time, we can't see how God worked in something until we look back, yeah, and um that's the promise that's the hope, right that we mm-hmm. just keep looking back to see what God has done. Um, I read something, and I don't remember where I'll have to look it up, but it said, we can if we're always striving for better, we're never going to be happy. Hmm. Um, we can only be happy if we look back and see where we've come, see yeah. how far we've come,
1: yeah
0: because you know you want that next raise you're going to work for it and you're not happy till you get it and then you right. get it and you want more and you right. want that next raise and you know uh, so it's a, it's a vicious cycle yeah so i've been trying to kind of incorporate that in my life to look back and see how far we've come and that's kind of where i mean i'm always striving for better i'm uh-huh. always trying to trying to do better and if i continuously think on that kind of lifestyle i'm never going to be fully satisfied
1: Mm, yeah, yeah.
0: Unfortunately for Joseph, right now he is mm-hmm. in the thick of it. Yeah. It's going to get worse mm-hmm. before it gets better, but it's yeah. going to get better. Yeah, we know that. If y'all haven't read it, y'all don't know that yet. But <laughs> you can find out later on.
1: That's right. <laughs> and I think I think to your point, tattoo that. I think there's it, it takes both to have real growth. Like you've got to be able to look back and see where you've been and appreciate how far you've come, and that's what gives you the courage to keep fighting for it. Right. Um, you can if if you've got one without the other then you're not you're you're not going anywhere yeah
0: yeah if you're constantly striving for better and it's never happening you're gonna feel defeated mm-hmm. and you're gonna get beat down and burn out but mm-hmm. if you're if you can see where you've come from mm-hmm. and see what god's done in all of that mm-hmm. then you have that hope for the future
1: that's right absolutely
0: so with that being said one of my favorite sections to see what's going on in the rest of the world because we don't always see that when we read the bible mm-hmm. don't always realize there's a whole rest of the world going on and still mm-hmm. still rocking and rolling what is going on in the rest of the world
1: so um interestingly this is right around the transition point from the middle bronze age to the late bronze age and so while I'm not all studied up on exactly what the middle and the late bronze age and all that. You're an Um, engineer.
0: You should know these things. I should. (laughs) I should. (laughs) Uh,
1: As soon as I become an archeologist and a historian too. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) But, but the bronze age, I thought it was interesting just reading up on the bronze age in general, as the name suggests, this is when most of the things they made were made out of bronze. And so they took copper and tin, they smelted them together to be used for many things, and you know, everything from tools, weapons, decorative things, pottery, that kind of stuff. It was really widespread at this point. Greece and Egypt seemed to be the earlier ones, um, maybe even well before this. But this is about the time when it got into China and uh, in into East Asia. But it's just kind of interesting to think about the era we You you mentioned the uh, the Mad Max kind of world <laughs> yeah. that these guys were living in. You know, at this point, everything they had was made. Not everything they had, but all of the tools and weapons and stuff they made were made out of bronze, which it's not that sturdy of a material. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good, but it's you know, we have better stuff now. Yeah. Um. It's kind of it's kind of weird to think about a time when that was the primary metal they used.
0: Right. Right. Um, yeah, and and to think that they're, you know, if if they're in late the late bronze age at this point, they've been experimenting with this bronze stuff now for a long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, prob- probably, you know, several hundred years at this point. You know, you think about the Ishmaelite traders, you know, what you know, bronze stuff did they have? Was the, the cart that they took Joseph away and made out of bronze or the, the tools that they sold, what were they trading? You know, all that kind of stuff. It's just kind of interesting to think about.
0: So. Can you imagine how hot that cart would have been running <sighs> through the sun if it was made out of bronze? No. Yeah,
1: they did, definitely didn't have AC back then. Talking yeah. about
0: Joseph in hard times,
1: man. That had to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kidding. (laughs) But thankfully, there's a happy ending at the the end of the story.
0: There is. There is. But you're going to have to come back to find out. That's right. We're going to be on this one for a little while because this is a really cool story and there's a lot to it. Mm -hmm. So next week, we're going to be talking about how Joseph was sold to the Ishmaelites and how they took him to Egypt and more bad stuff happened mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. don't get discouraged it's going to get better that's right we're going to see his story about potiphar's house uh, uh, who's a officer of the pharaoh and uh, we start really getting into some cool stuff that, yeah that adds to the story so y'all come back and and check that out if you want to follow along make sure to check out genesis 39 and you'll get a little sneak peek of what we're going to be talking about next
1: week with well, that, that'll do it for us this week. Um, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, shoot us a note at info at simplifiedjesus.com. We love getting feedback, hearing from you how things are. Um, going in your neck of the woods uh, we're all over social media on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn Pinterest, got a YouTube page with some good stuff on it Um, be sure to check all of that out, follow, like, share um, all kinds of good stuff going on there, Uh, be sure to talk, talk about it with your family and friends as well as we go through this chronological study we're about 10 or 12 episodes in but we've got a long way to go in talking about God's study through history so be sure to stick around, join us check out past episodes Um, And we are excited to keep this thing going. I hope you will be back with us again next week. And share, share, share. That's right. Thanks, everybody.